The following podcast contains spoilers and is spooky as fuck. <laughs> back to another Spooktober special. Uh, I'm here, of course, with Noosk. How you doing, Noosk? I'm good. <laughs> so, you hate horror, you've said that, but so far we've watched two out of five and you've enjoyed both of them. I have, yep. They were good. So that's exciting. Yeah, for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we get into a third one then? Mm, I guess. All right. So we decided we were going to do vampires this week. And this was a really, really hard one because there are a shitload of vampire films. Like, I mean, honestly, we could have done Twilight. <laughs> I think we should have done True Blood. We're not doing True Blood. <laughs> I want Vampire Eric. <laughs> um. So, I thought the best way to go was Dracula, but even with Dracula, there's so many different versions. You've got, you know, Nosferatu, the absolute classic silent film. You've got- Never seen it. <laughs> you've got Bela Lugosi in the classic 30s Dracula. Never seen it. You've got Gary Oldman in the classic 90s Dracula. Never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> but I decided- Why do you go- have me here? <laughs> I decided to, to make you watch 1958's Dracula- why with Christopher this one? Lee. A couple of reasons, really. Christopher Lee kind of became the image of Dracula. So this was, uh, okay, this was the first Dracula film where Dracula had fangs. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So before this, he just had teeth. <laughs> Wait, so he just gnawed away at people? Yeah. So in in the in the novel he had fangs. Right. Yeah. He, right. Well, it was described as having fang-like teeth that didn't mm. go into great detail. Um, Nosferatu kind of took that a, a different way, and he's got kind of a bit of a rat mouth in that. Ew. Which is a creepy movie. And then Bella Lugosi's Dracula. Yeah, he he just has regular old human teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think there's there's a That's, number of things see that, I, you you associate vampires with fangs. You have to have yeah, fangs. Yeah, exactly. So, and I understand if the at like, when was that one made, you said? 1930s? Yeah. Yeah, so. And so, not only was Christopher Lee the first Dracula with fangs, he was also the first Dracula with sex appeal, which has become a huge part of the Dracula Sauron's lore. not sexy. <laughs> Sauron is gross. You wait. I reckon you'll find him sexy. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we get into it then? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so, this week, my special beer pairing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I forgot about the beer pairing. This was a fun one. This was a fun <laughs> one. I had a I had a sour beer in the fridge, which was a Count von Cranberry, which was a, a cranberry sour beer. Now, unfortunately, that sounds ridiculous. It was it was delicious. It was delicious. It was from Tumut Brewing. I'm sure it was not, but I don't like beer. Fortunately for me, it, it didn't feel quite Halloweeny enough, so I might have dropped a couple of uh, drops of red food dye in it just to make it look a little bit more bloody. You do love a Halloween theme. I do. We haven't even decorated yet. I don't know if I told you this, but while I was out there doing it, um, our daughter came out saying, you know, she like she couldn't sleep again, and she she was like, "Why are you dying your beer?" Exactly. (laughs) Why are you? It was so embarrassing. Do you know how hard it is to explain to a seven-year-old that you you just 
that fun that you're, you're the kind you're of just guy that who, fun. who likes to dye his beer so it looks like blood because you're watching a vampire it to a movie. Seven year old, what about when you had to explain it to your wife? And I was like, oh, is that a red beer? Because you have had a weird green beer before, and I found that very disconcerting. And you were like, yeah, I dyed it, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> who have I married? <laughs> no, no, you just you just really love Halloween. <laughs> Okay, well, Dracula is a 1958 British gothic horror film directed by Terence Fisher and written by Jimmy Sangster, based on Bram Stoker's novel of the same name. It's the first in the series of Hammer horror films starring Christopher Lee as Count Dracula. Uh, It also stars Peter Cushing as Dr. Van Helsing, along with Michael Goff, Melissa Stribling, Carol Marsh and John Van Eysen. Uh, It was later renamed The Horror of Dracula in order to avoid confusion with the, the universal monster from the 30s. And in 2017, a poll of 150 actors, directors, writers, and producers saw Dracula ranked as the 65th best British film ever made. And Empire Magazine have ranked Lee's portrayal as Count Dracula as the seventh greatest horror movie character of all time. Whoa. So, here we go. Do you know- That's full on. Do you know anything about Dracula? You haven't read the book. No, I've never read the book. I mean, I know he's a vampire. I know he's a count. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yep, he likes to count. That's what I know. Sesame Street. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like Dracula's just a part of the universe. So, yeah. our universe. Just part of the pop culture zeitgeist yes, that yes. everyone's that's at least I mean. tangentially aware of. That's, yeah, that's uh, yeah. all right. You didn't need to say fancy <laughs> like that. Jesus. All right. Well, let's get into it then. Okay. Are you ready to get spooky? I don't think it's going to be spooky. It's okay. I'm not worried. All right, here we go. Here we go. Third film down. How did you feel about 1958's Dracula? Yeah, it was better than I expected it to be. Um, I'm not going to lie. This one I was not excited for. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I was, I, is it because I, I like this is old the films. oldest of the bunch? Well, I, I like some old films. Like I, you know, um, grew up watching Half a Sixpence and- Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah. You know, um, Wizard of Oz, North by Northwest and Rear Window. I really liked all them. Whereas I felt this was just going to be, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, because maybe this story has been so done, I was worried it was just going to be like, I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't super excited for it, but I was actually pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, okay. I probably wouldn't ever choose to watch it again, Yeah, but I am glad I've seen it now. Has it got you interested enough that you would watch another adaptation of Dracula? You said you hadn't seen any of them. Would you watch the 90s Well, you revealed to me that the Gary Oldman one had Kanuna in it, so I don't understand why we didn't watch that one. Uh, look, I don't want another episode of you just talking about Keanu Reeves' arms. Why not? Okay? Give the people what they want. <laughs> Just, okay, Billy, do you know me but at all? <laughs> Let's start with the big man himself, Christopher Lee. Mm, good film presence, on-screen film presence. presence. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah, really. Like, I think um, it's funny, for being Dracula, he's not on-screen very much, but when he's on, you really take note of him. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he's he's a very, very interesting, interesting dude. You know about his life, right? Christopher Lee? Yeah. No. I just, I know he's Sauron. That's it. <laughs> right. He's the basis for James Bond. He's the man that James Bond is based on. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What? He was a spy and shit. Was he actually? Yep. He was in a death metal band. 
In fact, I believe he might still be in a death metal band. What? Uh, he met Christopher Token and he got Token's blessing to play Gandalf. But then he didn't play Gandalf. He didn't play Gandalf, no. <laughs> he oh. had a, He witnessed the last execution by guillotine in France. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's horrific. The, the dude is like British Forrest Gump. Like He's just like, if you could like take historical events, he would just be hanging out there. Hmm. Yeah. That, uh, what an interesting life. I feel like, what are we going to talk about when we're old? Oh, I lived through coronavirus. <laughs> okay. So, he was 36 in this film. You said just before we watched this that you didn't think you'd find him sexy. I did not. You didn't? No, I really? didn't. No. Um, the first guy, Jonathan Harker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought. Well, I mean, none of no one really jumped out at me as being yeah. super attractive. <laughs> Not enough eye candy in the fifties for you. <laughs> nah, <laughs> but that's okay. So Harker is who Kanunu plays in the in the nineties. Oh come on, you are killing me. <laughs> um, I don't think you should get to pick films anymore. <laughs> but yeah, so this was the first time that that there was kind of a brooding sexuality about Dracula, which. You know, brooding sexuality. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't yeah. picking up on that. You weren't. <laughs> no. Really? Not this is a horny at film. All. Like this is not the horniest Dracula film. Look, this actually, was the first horny when Dracula he film. when when he was kissing Mina, well, not really kissing, but you know, about to bite her. I yeah. was like, oh, that's a bit hot. But yeah. otherwise, otherwise, no. Nah, this was this was the first time that that kind of you know, like biting of the neck and sucking of blood was was. Kind of horny. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I kind of saw it there, but otherwise I didn't particularly find him um, to be, like, leaping off the screen sexually, you know, attractive <laughs> to me. However, at one point I was like, ding dong, how tall is he? Oh, he's how tall, how tall is tall he? Motherfucker. You see Jonathan Harker walk through a door frame. Later on, you see other people standing in front of a window. And then you see him in comparison to those infrastructures around him and holy crap he is a really tall dude google is telling me that he's 1.93 meters tall which is six foot four wow yep that's a tall motherfucker that is very tall (laughs) so before we get too much further let's get to the 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 spookiness of it all Hmm. were you scared at any point no No, never no no do you think that dracula is just not really that scary a story or do you think it was because Hmm. this was a little bit older i mean i yeah that's interesting because i thought it was because it's older and i was just wasn't even worried about feeling scared at any point but yeah i think you're right dracula himself the concept of someone sucking blood out of your neck is horrifying but i think we're all just so used to it now we've been oversaturated with it from yeah twilight true blood it's become kind of a, a sexy thing rather than a horrifying thing. <laughs> it's funny, you know. Um, I think a lot of people forget because, yes, not that many people have probably read Dracula. Hmm. I think most people don't realise that a lot of these older gothic horrors weren't really that scary. Frankenstein is the same. That's one that a lot of people think of Frankenstein as a horror novel. Hmm. It's really kind of more of a, I don't even know how to describe it, like a fantasy drama. There's something kind of romantical about it too, mm. even though it's not. They yeah. might have been scary for the time they came out. Possibly. You know, when things were very, very conservative. Well, and I, I think too, a lot of it speaks to the fears people had at the time. Mm. You know, so Frankenstein is very much a story, I, I honestly, about the, the fear of science, really. Mm. It's about the fear of progress and the Oof. way that things are heading. Oh, jeez. Um. And I think Dracula, like, 
you know, people were honestly afraid of vampires. Like, people really, really thought that vampires Well, just were anything kind of, you know, um, mythical. You or- know what's really funny, too? I, I always thought of- I thought of vampires as maybe a little bit of a religious fear, but it mm. actually wasn't that. You know, the Pope came out a very, very, very long time ago saying vampires aren't real. Don't be afraid of vampires. <laughs> Keep and, it together, people. And it was, it was just everybody was afraid of them. You know, the, the wooden stake through the heart, mm. that didn't come from fiction. That came from real life. Seriously? Yeah, and that wasn't, that wasn't to stop a vampire if they were alive. That was to stop someone turning to a vampire. When you buried someone, you would ram a wooden stake through their heart, and that was to keep them pinned to the ground so that oh they couldn't God. come back up. <laughs> oh, wow. And that's where that came from. Jeez. Imagine imagine living in that time and truly believing that this is something you need to do. Yeah, Crazy. I know. And to my knowledge, this is the first Dracula film that, that makes use of those those pre-prepared wooden stakes that you see mm. um, both yep. Harker and- uh, Yes, he comes with Helsing a kit. With. Yeah, yes. he, com- he comes with, These with a kit These men are of prepared. Yeah. I like that- Well, well, they come prepared and yet he is still caught off guard- I'm like, you can see the sun's coming up. You have said in your diary you don't have much time. You choose to kill her first, and then you just kind of stand around waiting for him to escape. That was what I didn't get because I assume, perhaps I'm wrong, but I assume that he knows that killing Dracula will affect everyone that Dracula has sired. You know, and we see that at the end when when he kills Dracula and Lucy returns yeah, to normal. Yeah, that's not actually clear. He, yeah. he 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 knows what he's setting out to do to stop what a horrible monster he is, but that's not actually clear whether he knows that. No, and a lot of that is due to the adaptation. So, this was the second Hammer horror film, the first being The Curse of Frankenstein, which mm-hmm. was a huge success. And that's when Hammer said, all right, we're a horror studio now. This is what we do. We make horror films. Mm. This was a good 20 years after the Universal, you know, monsters. Mm. Um, and so, they made Dracula second. Uh, there- Frankenstein was completely in the public domain. They had no issues with that. But Dracula, they still had to work out a deal with Universal. And part of the restrictions they had was that the movie had to be less than 90 minutes. Oh. And they also had quite a small budget for this. It was £81,000, which- No, it sounds like nothing. Well, yeah. Um, And so, they virtually had to keep it to the one location- which, uh, which yep. they more or less did. And so, that's yes. why the story is a little different. That's why it starts with Harker arriving at mm-hmm. the castle, which is a little different to the original novel. Oh, okay. And, yeah, that's why they really had to condense it down as well. And I do think that there are times where that condensing has made the plot a little unclear. I felt like the, the plot was the strongest part of the film. You know, yeah. like there's typical old Hollywood overacting, um, you know, some, some of the special effects. <laughs> I actually laughed out loud, I think, when I was supposed to be scared. Um, and not just because they hadn't held up, but because I was like, surely people watched this on a big screen at one point, And even then it looked stupid. Yeah. Um, when he's like dying at the end, Dracula yeah. himself is dying and he's um, like slowly degrading. Some of the effects were cool. And I was like, you know, well done, especially for the time. But then when he fully has kind of degraded before he completely disintegrates, it's very obvious they have taken just some bead eyes off whatever, a local teddy bear, and stuck them in there. It looks ridiculous. I laughed out loud. Yeah. Well, you know, that that sequence was a big deal. 
that I'm sure him it was. disintegrating. Oh, it is. It like and it and it works, but just those particular like stupid little eyes stuck on this pile of like ash and you know whatever like I don't know clay or whatever they'd used. Y- you want to hear something absurd. crazy though? When this film first came out, it was given an X rating. An X rating. Yes. Ooh. And on subsequent really? releases, it's been given a, a rating of twelve A, which is you know twelve and up. Yeah. Um, but that scene was so graphic that even what we're seeing here isn't the full thing. It, it did go on for slightly longer. Hmm. There is a scene where he's kind of peeling away his skin. And we, they, we saw like kind of a, a quick shot of that. Yeah, yeah. And so apparently there there is a – when it was released in Japan, it had like the full extended mm-hmm. sequence of that. And it apparently a lot of that film has been lost. But they, they did recently do a re-release where they managed to – you know, merge some of that footage back in. Wow. Unfortunately, I don't have that version, but I'd, I'd love to see that extended sequence. But, yeah, that was a big Just deal see how the stupid the eyes are. <laughs> <laughs> they do look a little bit like googly eyes on a pile of ash. They Well, they absolutely are. It's clear <laughs> that they're just taking eyes off some someone's teddy. <laughs> it just looked absurd when everything else up until that point had looked mostly pretty good. Um, you know, the ageing of the woman once she's staked in the heart. Um, uh, unfortunately, all the blood is c- very clearly like fire, fire truck red paint. Yeah, it's not yeah. the color of actual blood. Yeah, that you have that brilliant opening sequence, just shots mm. of the castle, and then you know you see his coffin with Dracula, yes. and it splatters with blood. Splatters with blood. Very clearly red. Paint. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> why is someone putting red paint on Dracula's coffin? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's blood. Mm, sure, it is, guys. <laughs> I re- uh, speaking of good shots, I also liked, uh, as well as the shadow, I also liked the cool shot of the coffin lid opening and the fingers just, you know, slowly coming out. I was like, oh, that's that's cool. That's it's like iconic. iconic. Yeah. yeah. You think of Dracula, that's what you think of. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned, though, that, you know, how much did I know about Dracula the story? Clearly, I knew nothing. <laughs> I thought maybe I was like, oh, you know, it's out there. I, I Like everyone knows, Dracula's a vampire, whatever. Um you were laughing at me because he's like, Count Dracula, I'm very excited to be here, Mr. Dracula sort of thing. And I'm like, well, his name's Dracula. That should have been your first clue. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wait, actually, is Dracula just an everyday name that has now not been used because of this? Yeah. 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 Didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I thought Dracula, like, meant vampire. <laughs> No, no, not yeah, at all. Right. Okay, well, there you go. Well, Darth Vader means like, what is it, Black Dad or something? <laughs> something or, like that. Yeah, it's just yeah. dumb. Like, it's so obvious. Yeah, but you know, it's true, actually. When you brought that up, it made me realize wow, yeah, so all of these films need to take place in a universe where the Dracula story hasn't been written. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, yeah you would be like, his name's Dracula. He's good, yeah. mate. Come on, mate. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, no, and it's funny, you know, that's why I think. We've seen this done in really interesting ways, like, for example, in The Walking Dead, where that very clearly takes place in a universe where zombies don't exist. So, they never actually use the term zombies. They call them other things like walkers or- Mm, All right. And I think that that's a really clever way to do it. Mm. The interesting thing in this story is that, of course, they're aware of vampires, like Harker is there to to kill Mm. Dracula and- um, Van Helsing. Van Helsing is- is But only those two. It seems like maybe just the- the local pub nearby is the only other people who are aware of yeah. what 
a vampire is. Otherwise, because he's having to explain it to everyone in the film after that. My first thought, so so in my notes, I was like, oh my God, plot twist. Oh my God, another plot twist. Oh my God, another one. So clearly I knew nothing about Dracula, the story, because I was so fixated on, um, oh, this chick looks like Linda Hamilton all dolled up. And I was like, oh no, she's been taken prisoner. Oh no. Like I was fully in the true blood mindset of, you know, Things. I mean, it sounds like maybe she was there happily, maybe not. It's unclear. Yeah. But it, then it turns out she's a vampire, and I was like, "What? Yeah, oh my okay. god!" <laughs> it's it's really cool that a movie this old, based on a story this old, was able to surprise you, though. Like, yes. so so did the story really engage you, even though you didn't find it scary? It yeah, it did. It maybe it just shows I've been living under a rock. I don't know, but the like the first one where he writes in his diary. You know, and I've come to end his reign of terror or something. I was like, whoa. So he knows he's a vampire. One scene later, I'm like, she's a vampire. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and you were just laughing at me. <laughs> I did find it strange. I don't know. Maybe you know about this, but it's not set in Transylvania. Am I just like proving how dumb I am with all things Dracula right now? But I always thought. It was set in Transylvania. Yeah, no, it, it is. Yeah, the book is set in Transylvania. Um, mm. It was weird. that I wonder if that has something to do with maybe, like I said, they Universal still had the rights yeah. to certain things. So, maybe that was part of the agreement they were able to mm. establish. Because they even made a point about saying- About what town it's in. Yeah, and then saying like different districts and stuff they were going to. So, I was like- Was it, oh, in, was okay. it in Germany? Yeah, it, it, all, it all felt very German. And by felt very German, I've never been to Germany and have no idea what I'm talking about, but they sounded like German places. I mean, the place is called Klausenberg, which yeah. sounds pretty German to me. German or Austrian or something. Yeah. Having recently watched Sound of Music. Yes. <laughs> I'm very cultured. Now, that would be an interesting crossover. <laughs> if in instead of running from the Nazis, How the von Trapp family of like Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this. Were you surprised at the lack of dracula in the film were you surprised at how little dracula is really actually in the movie yeah actually i i was um you don't i don't feel like you feel it because whenever christopher lee's on screen he's got he, such a presence yeah he has an excellent yeah. presence but yeah i i thought maybe we would be focusing a little more on his story mm. but really it's it's just a very quick story about how we're going to catch him and end it. Yeah, mostly, yeah. And so, I think that's the other reason you don't really feel his lack of presence is because Dracula as a character is so present over the entire film. Like, mm. he drives every plot point even if he's not on screen. Yes, that's true. Oh, so many, so many plot twists, though, because then, yeah, when we see Lucy sick in bed and then she's opening up everything and wants to be bitten, I was like... <gasps> Another plot twist. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And that that was actually when Christopher Lee came through her window. I was like, how fucking tall is he? <laughs> it was absurd. I was like, is this a small window? I'm trying to remember. I think that that is Winona in the 92 film. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe we should watch the 92 one. <laughs> Um, I really liked the use of them breathing fog as they were chatting to each other mm. in his room. I found that really clever, but it was very inconsistent. And so, yeah, I, I sort of thought, well, if you're going to go to all the effort to put that special effect in, why not 
make it consistent whenever he's in the room. Or maybe it was just the house. The house was cold. Yeah. But I yeah. sort of thought it was when he was around. But then, like, they sort of move two steps closer to the desk and the fog disappears. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, let's talk about the the production design and the look of the film while you're talking about the effects and stuff like that. I think the design of the the property and everything. Yeah, you really cool. liked the castle. Mm. And I did not. I sort of felt it looked a bit stark and which which is fine, maybe that's, you know, part of the character design, but I, I don't know, I just felt it all looked a bit cheap to be honest. Yeah, I expected it to be kind of like a a dark and brooding castle and Really, it's like this kind of modern for the day home. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but maybe that's just I don't know, showing Dracula's like living in in whatever time he is existing in. He's been around for a hundred years, but his castle doesn't necessarily look a hundred years old. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I yeah, and the weird spirally things. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't vibing. <laughs> <laughs> I really I really love the look of this film, and I think it's shot. Gorgeously, I think there is some incredible use of light and shadow. Mm-hmm. Like it's really kind of inspired by noir. Like you think of that great scene when Harker does go to kill them and ends up killing the oh the shadow killing on the wall. Her yeah, and yeah, that was great. Some amazing shadow work with the light there and stuff. And the transformation too, when he stakes her and she transforms into this kind of old, decrepit. You don't see woman. her transform. No, but it cuts it's away and it cuts back to her. But yeah, I, I did think that very was very well done. I think for the time. Actually, I I didn't find though. While a wider shot of her lying there and she's all old and decrepit, actually after she's been killed as a vampire, was good. But then later we get a close up shot of her and. Firstly, I could see her breathing. <laughs> That's fine. Secondly, though, speaking about just like the special effects and makeup, her makeup didn't extend down her neck. And so you could see that they had sort of missed where they thought that the shot was going to sort of focus on. Yeah. Yeah, it was It was very clear to me that um, s- someone had missed. <laughs> yeah. No, most of the effects, apart from the stupid bright red paint, paint blood, um was good and yeah the the eyes at the end <laughs> were just laughable <laughs> i really loved the fight scene though when um she the, the vampire is trying to attack jonathan harker well she has attacked him and then it, is it is see this was another bit that was unclear to me and maybe that's cuz they had to keep it short but dracula saves jonathan harker yes why yeah because I not assumed sure either, he lured a librarian librarian into his castle to eventually. I mean, I have a question him, for you. Maybe, I, like, yes, I know it's a castle, but it's still just a private property. How many private properties need a librarian? Yeah, is, is that just for Dracula to go down and be like, oh, I need this book. I need a librarian. <laughs> I, I'm very wealthy. I've lived for seven hundred years. <laughs> I mean, you would definitely, you should be wealthy after you've lived seven hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that yeah, it was a bit unclear as to why he needed a librarian, why he was saving Jonathan Harker when I assumed he had lured him there as a librarian to devour his blood. I don't know. It was strange. Yeah. Yeah. It also seems very easy for just about anybody to find Dracula's castle. <laughs> And, and, uh, and get just in. wander on wander on in. Wander on in. Just go ben on. And Helsing's in there. just like, oh, here we are. Yep. Cool. Walk and- on in. Walk around. Jonathan. 
Jonathan. Yeah, and Harker found the uh, Harker found the coffins very, very easily. Hmm. Well, you just go down low, go underground. <laughs> there you go. Oh, there they are. <laughs> yeah, that fight scene where she where she takes him um, and bites him. That that where, and then he s- saves him inexplicably. That just had me laughing, like the the overacting and the big, you know, choreographed movements and stuff. It's just, yeah, oh, old films are funny. <laughs> yeah, I think the worst defender for overacting in the film is Michael Goff as Arthur Holmwood, who kind of becomes Van Helsing's mate in the second half. Mm. He's pretty terrible. Oh, he, yeah. Like, there's overacting because that's the time, and then there's Arthur, and Whereas, he's shit. <laughs> I think that most of the acting in this film is really solid. Like, Christopher Lee, I think, is fantastic. Yes, yep. Um, he's by far the best. Peter Cushing is Van Helsing, who, of course, went on to, to be Grand Moff Tarkin in Star Wars. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. He's great. And he was known for acting in- um, hammer horror films. So he mm-hmm. plays Dr. Frankenstein okay. in The Curse of Frankenstein, which was released before this, and in all the subsequent Frankenstein movies. Mm-hmm. He continued to play Van Helsing. He's in The Mummy. <laughs> He's uh, it's well, the interesting, original mummy. To, interesting to reuse the same actor. Can you imagine if like the MCU did that these days? Like if yeah. Robert Downey Jr. was playing Iron Man and Captain America in different yeah. films? Yeah. I mean, we'll always be there for Brendan Fraser to play anyone he wants to be. Absolutely. Because he's oh, just a beautiful human, inside and out. Um, but yeah, that that is a bit strange. I suppose- I don't know. Maybe maybe Hollywood was just a lot limited at the time and had a limited reach. You know, I guess maybe actually it's not Hollywood. These are these are British films, so maybe oh, yeah, maybe the British that. film market is was a lot smaller at the time. Honestly, yeah. I actually found it hard to tell because I know they were speaking with British accents, but you look at any old film and every everyone talks a certain way. How do they talk, Noosk? Don't make me do it. Yeah, how, wait, how, how do they talk? <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> no, what are you talking about? It's not funny. <laughs> Everybody talks like No, don't do that. <laughs> no. Come on, do no. it. <laughs> I really liked the line, um, I hope whoever finds my body possesses the knowledge to do what is necessary to release my soul. That's his final line in his diary. Yeah. Um okay. If that's what you want, then put instructions in your pocket or something. So if someone yeah. finds your body, you you can't rely on your letter getting to Van Helsing. Or, yeah, or even just in the diary. Just write yes. in the diary. And, and I hope the- whoever finds me knows to drive a wooden fucking stake yes. through this dick's heart. Oh, yeah, it's like, mate, there's a way to help that along. Because here's the thing about Dracula, right? Yes, if he's on his game, right? Like, if he's, like, there and prepared and ready to fuck you up, you're going to get fucked up. If he wants to bite your neck, your neck is getting bitten. Mm. But there are multiple ways to kill him. Yep. And most of them involve just, like, sneaking up on him. Yeah. Like, if you if you know where he's sleeping, bam, and you've I, got it. You I all you've got to do is just stake him. Yeah, I would have done him first, being the oldest and I assume the strongest. Yeah. But he chooses to do her first, which I guess proves, actually, that he doesn't know that once you kill Dracula, the sires yeah, of Dracula- aren't or are cured um but yeah i was like mate you start with him yeah he's the monster you set out to kill start with the monster yeah but you're right (laughs) Deal with her later like it's funny that you could kill him just by sneaking up on him while he's sleeping in the end van helsing saves the day just kind of 
purely by accident. <laughs> just, oh, the sun is coming up. Open the curtains. Yeah. And, and you know, making a cross with just some candlesticks. Like, I was like, oh, you can just make a cross with anything. Yeah. Then why wasn't he holding, um, like, I don't know, a couple of pieces of wood at all time? And then as soon as he saw Dracula and he was like, welcome to my castle, I need a librarian. Mm. Why wasn't he just prepared then? It was you know, it'd be, You know it would be clever? Just a stake. That's kind of shaped like a cross. Ooh, double whammy. I mean, I guess what defines a cross? Like, what about a dagger? A dagger is is a cross, right? Well, that's if you hold exactly a dagger, right. Yeah, I find I find that a little stupid. You can just make a cross out of anything. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, who? What are we just saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, I really hated the. I don't know, bartender guy at the pub. Hold your tongue, girl. I was like, fuck off, mate. <laughs> She's being nice and she's being helpful and he had to make digs at her food. It'll be a simple meal. Well, what have you fucking cooked lately? I was just like, get, go away. I hope you die. And then he didn't die. We just never see him again. Yeah. I mean, at least she didn't die either. That's true. But then he says to Van Helsing, leave us in peace. And he, like, he, his eyes were crazy, but I was like, you're overacting this, mate. Tone it down. (laughs) This is going to be on a big screen. (laughs) I really loved um, when he is telling um, Jonathan Harker's future brother and sister-in-law, useless Arthur, um, that, you know, he has passed away and I can't tell you the circumstances in which he passed. And Arthur's like, he's suspicious. He won't give us details. And she's just like, Oh, well, he's a very imminent man. <laughs> like, oh, it's good to be imminent in your in your community and therefore he's got good intentions. I was like, uh, no, I'm with Arthur here. That's the only time I was with Arthur. The rest of the time I was like, shut up, Arthur. You're the worst. I did find that the doctor who was like offering up, oh, you could get a second opinion. I don't understand what's wrong with her. I was like, mate, surely as a doctor you've done a once-over on her and checked her, even if, you know, being all conservative and stuff back then you haven't actually stripped her down. But her neck mark, her neck bites yeah. are pretty obvious. Yeah. And maybe that's, you know, like they're, they're swollen, they're bloody. I'm like, ah, uh, that would be my first fucking clue, mate. Yeah, it's a pretty weird move for a doctor to be like, do you want someone else to look at this? Yes. <laughs> How often do people uh, like have to say, I want a second opinion, and the doctor's like, oh, no doctor ever offers that up. That should be your first clue, that he has no idea what he's doing. Yeah, like, I wish I could do that at work. I wish that sometimes people would come to me with like an edit and I could be, really, I reckon this other guy could do this better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just you wanting to palm your work off. Absolutely. <laughs> I found Tanya to be a really modern name for back then. I don't know how. You reckon? Yeah, I don't. I I always thought of Tanya or Tanya as a fairly recent name. Like I think sort of, of it from as the kind of like a seventies onwards. Maybe see, to 60s. me, it sounds very Transylvanian. It's very kind of a European name to me. Perhaps. Tanya. Yeah, I just it really surprised me to have a character with that name. Um, I really felt for that little girl, and then. Because, um, you know, she's like, she's wanting to see Aunt Lucy and then Aunt Lucy dies and Aunt Lucy traumatizes her. And then Mina's like, you don't want Mr. Homewood to think you're a crybaby, do you? I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, she's lost someone she was close to and now has been re-traumatized by uh, that person. Yeah, and she's annoying everybody by fucking crying about it. Yeah, what the Come fuck? On, suck his shit up. Actually, you know who's more useless than Arthur? Goethe. 
Oh, Gerda is useless. Gerda is cooked, mate. You just can't get good help these days. She has very, very clear instructions. Close the windows, leave the garlic there. (laughs) How hard is it to just leave them windows closed, But then she's useless time and time and time again. I'm like, guys, your first problem was hiring Gerda. Yeah. This is one of those movies where it would be very, very short if Gerda was not an idiot. (laughs) That's true. You yes. know, like, th- I mean, and there are some great movies like that. I love Alien. But if people listened to Ripley from the start and weren't just dumbasses, yeah. it'd be a very short film. Yeah, yeah. I had a, like, little um feminist chuckle when Mina, who is already sort of partially turned at that point, um, is just listening in on Arthur and Van Helsing's conversation and they're talking very quietly so as to not, you know, alarm the woman and they're talking about, you know, their ideas and stuff and she's like, what are you doing? And We'll be with you in a moment, my darling. I was like, fucking men, you're all idiots. <laughs> you always underestimate us. People are talking. <laughs> the men are trying to talk. Fuck off. <laughs> And, and then what about later on when he just straight up slaps her in the face? Oh, my God, yeah. I, I wrote here, he fucking slapped her? I was outraged. <laughs> With the weirdest sound effect of all time. Yeah. It's like an Indiana Jones whip sound. Like, he slaps her and it's like... <laughs> I think you mean whoopa. <laughs> you can't, can't do, do anything. anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I did find that whole scene a bit strange when they've clued into her, um, you know, being sort of partially turned at that point. And they're like, so we'll guard the outside of the house. I'm like, or you could, you know, he's coming back for her. You could just stay with her. But no, no, they leave Goethe with her and then they walk around the the grounds outside. And I'm like, guys, idiots. In in theory, it makes sense because they're watching her windows, you know, and they're like, oh, you know, she's got a window on either side of the house. So we'll split up and we'll watch both windows, just assuming Dracula's going to fly on in or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was was another cool little twist of – another little cool plot twist when you realise oh, he's, he's in, in the, the house. house. Yeah. I was because I actually said that. I was like, he's in the house. So it that's, was, that's that was actually kind of cool. Because obviously in the in the original book, Dracula can transform into a bat or a wolf, which they kind of allude to in this, yeah. and then they're like, no, that's silly. Yeah. Um that's something that they took out for realism. Oh, they, they okay. thought that that might be just a little bit too far and they wanted <laughs> to keep it grounded. <laughs> Good Good grounding. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We saw something very interesting was that he was giving her his blood. Arthur was giving his wife, Mina, his blood. And I was like, ew, um, do you guys know about blood types yet? Is this a thing? I did a bit of a deep dive on this. Yeah, right. So, blood transfusions were first – there are findings that the Incans – did really? Blood transfusions? Wow. Not always successful, obviously, because they no. don't know about blood types. No, that is dangerous. Um, I do know that they actually first – I don't know if it was just when Western medicine cottoned onto it, but I do know from the podcast, Stuff You Should Know, first they tested it with goat blood and the people died and their stools were ash. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what a way to go. Yeah. Yuck. So, you know what, though? It has it has sometimes worked. In 1667, they, they there was a transfusion of blood from a sheep into a 15-year-old boy, and, and he survived. What? 
Yeah. Oh. They also they also did another transfusion later, and he also survived. But they think it's probably just because it was a really small amount of blood right. um, that allowed them to, you know, not have that allergic reaction. Oh, this just freaks uh, me out. Yeah. So, but they started doing human blood in the 1800s. Mm, um, okay. Lots of deaths because they didn't know about blood types, but blood <laughs> types were discovered in in 1901. Yeah, so So, but by this time, by the 50s, yeah, they they were doing uh, real working blood transfusions. Right, but this wasn't set in the 50s. This was set earlier. Well, it's a bit unclear actually. Like, obviously, mm. it's made in 58. They never really specify a time that this is set. And actually, speaking of, I actually found some of the costuming choices a little confusing at times. Yeah. The women were sort of in older, more Edwardian-style dresses. And at one point, Arthur's wearing like a sort of tweed coat that you would see in a 50s film. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I did I did find it a bit of a mishmash and I was confused about to, as to when it was set. But, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It doesn't I mean, take away from the film. It's a bit of a timeless film. story. It's not mm. like they're running around with iPhones. <laughs> no, they're not. No. <laughs> but the best part about that blood transfusion scene, apart from being like, whoa, cool, that's like a, you know, little blast from the past that's interesting, was the line afterwards, now you'll need plenty of fluid, <laughs> yes. tea, coffee, or better still, wine. Yes. No water is mentioned. No, no. Ah. Why would you have water when you could have tea, coffee, or wine? Yeah, or better still, wine. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why didn't I live in this time period? <laughs> Probably because the, the water was, like, contaminated and disgusting. <laughs> Diphtheria, anyone? <laughs> Can we talk really quick about the score? Yes. I love the score for this film. It's so dramatic and yes. it just it gets your heart pacing, but I think it's it's paced really well. It, this isn't one of those films where it's overwhelmed by score. I no. think every time it's utilized, it just it's really really strong. Yeah. It just always makes me feel nostalgic when you hear those old films with scores like that. I and you know the credits always roll sort of at the start as well yeah. and oh, I just yeah, they don't make them like that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a wanker. <laughs> okay, so you said you weren't scared by this film, but you did enjoy it. Hmm. How are you scoring this? I don't know. I'm really struggling as to what score to give this because it, like, it's always hard to give an older film that has, you know, become iconic uh, a score for today. Like, it sort of depends on the circles you run in as well. You know, like, would I tell a film buff who hasn't seen this but should have to go watch it? Yes. Would I tell someone who doesn't overly care about this kind of stuff to watch it? No. <laughs> I don't know. Seven out of ten. Yeah. It's, um, it's a good solid film from a long time ago. I enjoyed the plot twists, maybe just because I'm dumb and don't know Dracula, but I wouldn't watch it again. I'm also a seven out of ten. I, I really, really like this film. I think it's I think it's fun, it's exciting. Yeah, it's not necessarily scary, but I do think it's it's really nicely put together and, and mm. obviously it's just a great piece of history as well. So mm. I, I do wish you would have chosen the Kanunu one, but that's okay. <laughs> well, we can watch that Hurtful. on our own time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll watch that on my own time. <laughs> yeah, I bet you will, you dirty bird. <laughs> All right. Okay, wow. So we're three out of five down for- for Spooktober. Mm. Okay. How about we get to some werewolves next week? Okay. Yep. Okay. And that way we can leave leave zombies for, for Halloween day. Sure. <laughs> All right. Exciting. <laughs> 
All right. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with me, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchedathing. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchedathing. Who knows? Maybe we should throw up a bonus episode on the Kanunu Dracula. <laughs> mm, yeah. I'm on board. All right. And Gary Oldman's always fun. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and Thank- Winona does the Winona face. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll catch you next week. I'm still a ghost. <laughs> it's never getting old. I assure you, it has it's gotten old. Never getting it, old. It was old the first time. <laughs> Bye. Oh, my gosh. Bye.